Today on Against the Grain, we talk NFL TV ratings, everyone's favorite topic. Well, we'll try and make it interesting. This is Against the Grain. We are cutting against the grain. Against the grain. Against the grain. Against the grain. Now your host for Against the Grain. Against the Grain. Here's Andrew Perloff. Against the Grain. Welcome to Against the Grain. I'm your host, Andrew Perloff. I'm here with producer extraordinaire, Mario Miranda, and other producer extraordinaire, Marvin Prince. So we're sort of tag-teaming the production job. I mean, basically... The priorities of the Dan Patrick Show studios, number one, Dan Patrick Show, get it on air. Number two, Against the Grain podcast. So it really takes seem like when you guys go home at night, you're like, your parents are like, hey, what are you doing? Like, well, I I produce Against the Grain. That's big, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My mom's like, you know, I'm making stuff, making little graphics, editing it, making little sounders. My mom's like, you need to have dinner with us. And I'm like, mom, I have no time for this today. Yeah. And Marvin, I assume this is, you know, this is a big deal at home. Oh, absolutely. I completely ignore my family. I said, guys, I got to work on against the grain, come up with good ideas. Yeah. Come on, move. That I appreciate the commitment. Uh, actually, Marvin is the guy today, but we had to have Mario on because he had some bad beats. And I love hearing about your two things. Marvin, you ever heard Mario? I mean, pre-pandemic, his dating stories were amazing. But right now we have some bad beats. Give us uh, what's been happening lately in your betting life. So I had Clemson, uh, Clemson, Miami over this weekend. The number was 59 and a half. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, Clemson, Miami pretty much didn't show up. So Clemson was beating them down. They had game. a little run. They, they, well, they, what happened was Clemson was up 14 nothing. They were going to go in 21 nothing, and there was a penalty. And then all of a sudden Clemson forgot how to play football for 10 minutes. Yeah, that and then Dabo Sweeney decided to try to kick a 61 yard yeah. field goal, which helped me because I got points there. So we went into the half. I, I don't remember the score, but the last drive, I don't know what happened with Clemson. They weren't sitting on the ball, yeah. they were like playing fast. And I thought that we were going to have the over. We missed it by one point, and he couldn't get in the running back. But I, I was so I was surprised. Why was Dabo Sweeney running the ball? He, they were playing hurry up offense too. Over-unders will make you old before your time. They're crazy. I, I, We had a show bet on the Bears-Bucks over-under. We were way up at half. Everything was looking good. Yeah. And the second half is often when the scoring comes, and it just didn't happen. Uh, any other bad ones? The other one I did was uh, a couple weeks ago, I did uh, a bet in a parlay in all four sports. So it was hockey, basketball, NFL, and baseball. And my buddy texts me at the half of the Heat. It was the Heat-Celtics game, and we had the over. And he said, all right, we have the over. We're looking great. We were more than halfway there. And what ended up happening was the only thing that didn't hit was the Celtics heat. They missed by one point on the over. <laughs> oh, and we got no. all we got the other three right. Oh, what was the hockey game? Islanders, uh, Tampa. And I, you, do you know anything about I hockey? I know nothing about it. I just said, let's take the over because that's always fun. Yeah. And, yeah, we hit that. We hit the Dodgers against the Rockies on, like, a Tuesday night. It yeah. was, you know, really random. Um, but yeah, the heat screwed me. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to steal from part of my take, but you got to take the over, especially at night. Like, who who on earth wants to root for an under at a nighttime game? So everybody chases that over on the Monday night game, right? So yeah, that's exactly that's where I've gotten this from. Uh, listening to those guys and part of my take, like, why would you ever want to take the under in anything? But it's kind of screwed me that advice a little bit. By the way. I've been hanging out now for about 10 minutes back here in the production room. That's the third time your alarm has gone off. What the heck are you doing? Why do you have an alarm for 1240? I have an alarm for 1240 because I have to, something due at 1 o'clock. I okay. have to be sent in. 
So I got to make sure. I All forget right. sometimes if I don't put it in. All right, get out of here. I want to make Marvin debate with me my three against the grain takes for the week, which we do every week. You guys. So Mario, producer extraordinaire, didn't realize his mic was off when he just said goodbye. Yeah. But Marvin, nobody on the podcast can see you shaking your head, but I, it's, Marvin is now giving a look of judgment. That's the best way I could describe it. I mean, a, a, a look you're used to with Mario. Sorry, it's Mario. I cannot help it. You yeah. just got to give him a look of judgment, yeah. especially after the air ball, but we're not going to talk about it. That's kind of his role here. Okay, three against grain takes. One of them is not that against the grain, but I'm going to start. Uh, Marvin, you're kind of newer to the Dan Patrick Show. I've been an Andy Dalton supporter since 2011, I think, when he came in. So I, I just think he's been underrated. Now, he is in the best spot. I, I don't even know what the take is. He's so excited because in Cincinnati... At the end, the run game disappeared. A.J. Green was always hurt. Now he's got everything. Instead of second and nine, which Joe Mixon, by the way, he's good now, but believe me, he created a lot of second and nines for Andy Dalton. It's going to be second and five. He's going to have the craziest receiving core I've seen in a long time. C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper sometimes, and Michael Gallup, who's great. It'd be better if he had a tight end. Andy loves a tight end. This is such a setup for success. The schedule is easy. The division is terrible. I really, really see Andy Dalton going to the playoffs here. I don't think there's any reason really to panic right now if you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah, it obviously it's terrible you lose Dak. Dak's the coolest. I, he, you should see when he comes in studio, Marvin, the dude lights up a room. So friendly to like like people who aren't on air like like me. So I hate that he's lost, but I think the Cowboys are fine. You buying it? You know what? I'm with you yeah. because I think it's because of the NFC East. And anything can happen. And there's like nobody really, there's no 5-0 and o team. It's them and the Eagles, basically, because the Giants and uh, the Washington team, they're not teams this year. So it's just a two-man race, and I think Andy Dalton can pull it off. There's too many weapons. I think he's still a serviceable quarterback, maybe even better than serviceable. Yeah. But I'm with you. I don't think it's that crazy at all, especially in the NFC East. Look at the sked. They, they host Arizona. Arizona's not great. Then they go to the Washington football team, to the Eagles. The Eagles just have this thing where everybody's getting hurt every week. They're one of those teams. Host Pittsburgh, that's that's a tough one. At Minnesota, you know, there's a lot of easy wins on here for Dallas. I think they go nine and seven, win the division. Not a hot take. Then we'll see. You know, Andy's never won a playoff game, and he's terrible in primetime, by the way. And we're gonna see him in primetime in his next game against the Cardinals. Okay, against the grain take number two. The common thought among smart, analytical people, including myself, and I started this trend in 2016. Now, I'm making that up, but don't draft a running back. Don't draft a running back in the first round. It's just not worth it. Leonard Fournette, bust. Christian McCaffrey's amazing. The Panthers couldn't win with him. He gets hurt. They're winning. I love making exceptions to my own rules because there is a running back I want to draft so bad, and I'm going to do it in the top 15. Travis Etienne on Clemson. We were just talking about Clemson with Mario. That dude, see, a running back, he's not a running back. He's Alvin Kamara. He can catch anything, but he's better than Kamara as a straight-out running back. He jumped, he hurdled a guy in full speed this week. Then he had a 72-yard touchdown. I haven't been this excited about a college running back in a long time. No idea why he didn't go pro. Are you a draft-a-running back guy or a pay-a-running back guy, or are you anti-running back? You know what? I think you can find great value in a second and third round running back rather than a top 15. Yeah, definitely. But ATN, how do you say his name? I think it's, oh God, I think I screwed up. But I 
I think they were saying ETN. I've been messing it up for four years. So yeah. three years or however long he's been there. Yeah. However you pronounce his name, forgive me. He is nasty. Yeah. I Kamara, you hit it on the head. That's exactly who I think of. And unfortunately, I feel like this might be, if you draft him too high, it may be very Reggie Bush-esque mm-hmm. where it's yeah. like you're on a really, you're a part of a really good team, but you're not what we thought you would be. Yeah, you create like, look, expectation. Yeah, I thought Reggie Bush was going to be Marshall Falk on steroids. I thought he was going to rush 4,000, catch for 800, take back two punt returns. So Yeah, me too. Like, ETN, I think, is ridiculous. And you know what? If people start to kind of, you know, say we're not drafting a running back, he's going to go in the 20s to a really good team. Yeah. Almost like uh, Josh Jacobs, Hilaire. Oh, Hilaire, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. off? Like, all right, you add another ridiculous weapon to a team like that. So, well, I by the way, ETN. Josh Jacobs did not. He only went twenty four because the Raiders traded that. It was a Khalil Mack pick. Josh Jacobs is amazing. Watch that dude turn a two yard carry into a four yard carry. Very underrated. Hilaire is an amazing pass catcher for a short dude. Although I worry about the Chiefs' run game a little bit. Doesn't seem like they're a natural run team, even with him. You know, they they were kind of – they've been a little inconsistent this year. The Raiders' loss wasn't that shocking because they almost lost an earlier game to the Chargers. They did not look great against the Patriots. There's something a little bit off there. Defense hasn't looked great. The other running back, by the way, I'm excited about. But I, I, I got all into Najee Harris on Saturday night. He was going nuts against Ole Miss for Alabama. But a scout told me he runs like a 4-6-4-7-4-8. I was like, really? I, was, I don't believe that. I'm like, how is he running past people? And the, the other kid out of Alabama looks amazing for the Patriots, Damian Harris. So I'm into Najee Harris. I got a question. Yeah. Football speed versus 40 speed. Yeah. Oh. Like, what are you taking? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, it's I, I think Kamara ran a 4-6 or something like that. It's all completely different. The, the, well, there is a new trend. Everybody wants a Henry Ruggs who can run a 4-3. And Henry Ruggs caught a touchdown for the Raiders this week where the defensive back was barely in the camera. Like, they had to frame out to get speed matters at that position. But running back, it's not speed. It's balance. It's not, it's you knowing where to go. You know, I don't know if Adrian Peterson ran a – he probably ran a fast 40. He's a, he's a freak. But you don't necessarily need that speed. Okay, third against, against the grain take. And we're going to get into this with our guest today, who is Jimmy Traina, my friend from Sports Illustrated, host of Sports Illustrated Media Podcasts. The NFL should just move back to the Super Bowl, and they should do it now. And this is why. Just own February. Own the first part of March. Spread it out. Primetime. The networks will do anything. They don't, I don't think they have all their normal programming, so the networks are fine. There's nothing in those stadiums. There's nothing in the Tampa Convention Center. I, I don't understand why they're panicking to get this all in. They're fine. The other leagues had to do crazy things. The NFL's been pretty much going ahead as scheduled. But I think they can really own more primetime real estate. Somehow they'll they'll win this whole thing. So I, I think the NFL should not panic, slow down, spread it out, get even more ratings. But we're going to talk to an expert. Jimmy knows all this. So let's bring in Jimmy Trainer to hear his thoughts. All right, it's my pleasure to welcome an old friend, Jimmy Trainer. Uh, Jimmy, we have a lot of NFL TV rating stuff to get to, but there are a few important things first. 
Uh, I know. I just want to say one thing. Yeah. Everyone says they don't care about the ratings, and then everyone wants to talk about the ratings. Which I, I know. Find. I know. I know. I I only yeah. talk about the rating. People only talk about the ratings when it proves some point that they have in their head. It has nothing to do with actual rate. Like I don't care about the ratings right. of like SNL or anything. Okay. Uh, so I tweeted today. What's the best Beatles song? People said, let it be, whatever. First of all, what is your favorite Beatles song? And do you agree with me and our old friend Andy Gray that the Beatles are overrated? My favorite Beatles song is Let It Be. It's a great song. Yeah, I love that one. Um, And I'm going to brag here a little. I saw the Billy Joel show, The Last Play at Shea. It was the last concert, last event ever at Shea Stadium. And Paul McCartney was the surprise guest. He came out, he did Let It Be. So uh, I have very fond memories of that song. Here's the thing. It's like, I don't think they're overrated. I think they're rated properly. They're pretty much known as the greatest band of all time. But if you were asking me for my top five bands of all time, they wouldn't be in it. So I don't love them. Like, you know, I think maybe it's an age thing as well. And I, I like terrible, bad, cheesy 80s yeah, yeah. music. So, you know, I don't even know if they'd be in my, they probably might not even be in my top 10. But, you know, I, I don't think you can dispute that they're the, greatest band of all time well there was like a three-year span where paul mccartney played everywhere i think he i saw him he played at bar mitzvah i was at remember he was like at the nfl <laughs> office all the time he, that dude was uh really trying to sell his solo albums but that's besides the point uh yeah. have you watched the boys on amazon by any chance i have not so they feature billy joel in their second season he does the soundtrack you'll it's a it's a sick show dude it's it's yeah. really really out there but it's a lot of billy joel and people getting murdered to billy joel which uh, you might like. We have a guy here who's a Hall & Oates maniac. Thoughts well, like, on- yeah, like, uh, give me Hall & Oates over the Beatles any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, not e- it's not even an issue. Well, you know, our, like if I, yeah, Todd Fritz, our booker. My, yeah. 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 If I check my phone, I probably have triple the amount of Hall & Oates songs on iTunes than I have Beatles songs. And you're not talking, like, late 70s, cool Philadelphia Hall & Oates. You're talking Kiss on my list, Private Eyes, Hall & Oates. Oh, I love, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, Although okay. I have to say, I saw them in concert at Jones Beach, and they didn't do Private Eyes, and it really pissed me off. I took my wife to an Hall & Oates concert. They did an hour and a half of Christmas music. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God, that's terrific. Yes, but like not even fun Christmas music, like like hymns or something. Then they got that's mad. That's terrific. Be- they, got, they got mad because people started chanting, Private Eyes, Private yeah. Eyes. Yeah, you can't clap. That's, you can't go can like, I tell you a quick, you can't can go like that to Christmas concerts? music. What's that? No, you can't. That's it's a bait and switch, basically, yeah. what they pulled on. Yeah, it's like, I'll, can I tell you a quick concert yeah, story? Yeah, please. Or do you want to move on? So I saw I saw Bon Jovi at, they did the first, like, 10 shows at the new, it's the dump in Jersey where the Devils play. I forgot what it's called. Um, in Newark. The Rock. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That horrible place. So he started, this, they had a new album out. And, you know, first song's from the new album. The second song's <laughs> from the new album. Third songs from the new album. And like the crowd is getting visibly irate. Like people are getting pissed off. And like the fourth, and then he gets on the microphone after like the fourth song and he's like, just want to let you guys know uh, we're doing every single song off the new album in order. And like now the place is about to riot. Like you're in Jersey and it's Bon Jovi and he's playing news, you know. He got, but then he goes, but don't worry. I just want to let you know when that, because we're filming a video special for the new album. So he goes, when that's over, he goes, we're going to play all the hits. There's going to be more hits here than in an episode of The Sopranos. That was his quote. And I have to say, they did like three hours that night. Wow. They did every single one of their songs. But 
at one point I was like, Are people are going to riot in this place. Like yeah. people were getting pissed. So, you know, that Hall and Oates, I mean, that's a disgrace. An hour and a half of Christmas. I don't care. You know, you could be yeah. Santa Claus. No one oh, wants to an hour and a half of Christmas music. Well, it's, it's a weird age too, because, you know, I'm more of like an indie rock guy, you know, you wouldn't, but like, I, I'm about 25 years too old to go to a concert. Like I was in my twenties and I noticed I was the oldest person in a concert. So now like you're with me, Jimmy, we're like, yeah. we're like the old guy concert tour. Like I'll go see like this version of Fleetwood Mac and like, like, uh, uh it's like, it's yeah. like, can I make a huge confession here? Yeah. Is this a safe space? No one's going to make fun of me. <laughs> no, I will, but go ahead. Okay. So I'm a huge Shawn Mendes fan of his music. Okay. Wait, of his music. Right. <laughs> So wait, so let me tell, so I have two nieces that they're right now, they're 15 and 10 and they love Shawn Mendes. And I'm very close to my nieces. I'm with them all the time. So he was in concert last year and I was like, do you guys want to go see Shawn Mendes? Thinking like, they're going to say yes. And it's like my way to sneak in. And my younger niece goes, no. And then my older niece goes, can I decide the day of the concert? I'm like, do you guys understand? Like, I want you guys to go so I can go in without saying I went to a Jordan Mendes concert. So I can say, oh, I took my nieces. That's the only reason I'm here. And then they didn't want to go. And I didn't get to see Sean Mendes. And I was very upset. I was walking in the park near my house in Brooklyn. And I see these photographers start running past me. It was Sean Mendes and his girlfriend going to a restaurant. Camila Cabello. Yes, you got to keep up. I, yeah. And as you'd expect, I had no idea. Like three people had to point. That's Sean yeah. Mendes. Uh, seemed like a nice guy. I didn't talk to him. Sorry, I would have gotten right. a signature for you, Jimmy. But I relate to that. Well, I don't really care about Sean Mendes. I just like his songs. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Do you have a poster in your room yet? <laughs> Not yet. Working on it. He has a new album coming out maybe after that. Okay, let's knock out the ratings talk. By the way, I know, like, yeah. I heard you with Jim Miller on your podcast. Uh, it was right. great. He totally dismissed... Everybody's like, oh, is it the politics NBA? And I have a bunch of people. We have dinner with friends and everyone asks me, is it the politics? Is it this and that? Jim yeah. Miller, was. it's all about having basketball in the fall when viewers aren't accustomed to it. I, I don't know what the real answer is, but I got to tell you, the second the NFL kicked off, the NBA just went went completely dark on me. Like I, I just stopped caring as much. And I was so into <laughs> it before then. Uh, what do you think it Listen, is? Listen, first things first. Okay, if you if ratings go down for any sport and you think it's because of one reason, you're yeah. an idiot. It's not Great one point. reason. It's multiple reasons. First of all, there's a lot of people who think, and I don't understand this logic at all, they think because we're in the middle of a pandemic and people are staying home, which a lot of people are not, that the ratings should go up. I disagree. If you you know this because you have kids. If you are a parent who's got kids who are doing like school at home or even like every other day or virtual, like you may not be able to get in front of the TV at 730 at night to watch a game. Like your life has changed completely. If you have kids right now during a pandemic and you're not doing, you know, you're not going to be able to get locked in on the games. Like if they were in a regular school sort of situation. So that's one thing you have an election. So right. that's going to take the, the casual viewer you know, it, it, two weeks ago, I mean, it seems like this was 80 years ago because so much has happened. It was only two weekends ago on a Sunday afternoon when the New York Times came out with that report that Trump only pays $750 in federal income tax. The casual person who's not a diehard NFL fan like you or I, they see that and they're going to go to CNN or Fox News to see what the story is. So I think when there's an election, that's a huge factor. Then you throw in the scheduling is just like Sunday night. I had... Yeah. The Viking Seahawks game going on one TV. I had the NBA Finals on my other TV. 
no idea whatsoever there was an ALCS being played <laughs> at the same exact time. Yeah. Like, no clue, and I'm in sports. So the scheduling is a huge problem, and I think, I think I may have said this to Jim Miller, and I'd be curious if you agree. The NBA did a great job with the bubble when it first started. It looked cool on TV. They were giving you great camera angles. It looked like a really nice presentation. I felt like the bubble was a big problem during the finals. You want a home crowd. You want people going nuts on three-pointers. You want the chance of defense and all this. So when I watched the NBA finals, it did feel sort of hollow to me being in a bubble. So there's a million factors that go into the rate. And then, of course, we, I, we didn't even, I didn't even, I, so I mentioned all this. I didn't even bring up the biggest factor. The biggest factor is that people are cutting the cord and they don't watch right. network television. Network television, which is CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox, a year ago to this year in prime time is down like 40%. Oof. I mean, that's a monster number. And I think, I think a lot of people during the pandemic may have cut the cord and gone with streaming. You know, if you're, if, if money's tight, you know, you don't want to pay a cable bill, the prices for cable bills are crazy. But cord cutting is happening by the thousands a day. So there's, it, Ratings not down for one reason. It's a lot of reasons. Yeah, but football is staying strong. I we talked a a little bit email because about they always it. will stay strong. So why isn't cord cutting hitting them at the same way it's hitting MLB and NBA and NHL? Well, I don't know because about here's, NHL. this is my opinion. There's a big di- here's what the NFL has over every other sport besides being the most popular sport in the country, and we're just addicted to it. They only play sixteen games. Yep. You got to be locked. If you're if you're a big time NFL fan like you are, you're locked in every week on every game. There's just no two ways. You don't have to watch every NBA game or every MLB game. So, you know, those Sundays are special and precious in yep. America. Basic NBA, yep. MLB, they don't have that. So I think you know. Also, plus, you throw in the fantasy, the game. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe how many people are still doing fantasy this year. I'm like, I quit three years ago, but like. You're gonna be nuts to be playing fantasy this year with the with the COVID stuff, but I'm so you know. I had and of course the season's gonna get canceled because I have the dream team in fantasy this year. I have one one thousand. The season is I, not getting canceled. I, well, I have this one team. No, because it's me. My team is so good. I have I tripped. I haven't had this good a team since I elected a Randy Moss in 1998. So tonight, for example, it's the Titans yeah. Bills. Uh, we're taping on a Tuesday. <laughs> Now, yep. this might not be must-watch. I'm going to watch every down because if Zach Moss gets to 17 points, he's a rookie running back for the Bills, I lose. So I'm going to watch every play of this game. By the way, you'll be proud well, of it. You, you, you wouldn't have if the Zach Morris thing, was Zach Moss, whatever Zach, his name is. Zach Moss. Not, Zach Morris was saved by the Bills. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't be watching. You wouldn't watch uh, every play. I, that- I would for, for a couple. Yeah, I would because, uh, first of all, right. he's at work. But second of all, these are two teams, you know, that I – I can't miss the Bills Super Bowl hype. The media loves the Bills. Right. But I got to tell you, I've been ripping on the a- AFC South. That's the immediate. When I'm on Red Zone on a Sunday, I'm like, oh, the Colts are playing. Let's switch off that game immediately. Colts are hard to watch. Titans are a really good team. They're hard to watch, too. I mean, these are bombs. I'll tell you what I was bummed at. I was bummed out that that 5 o'clock Patriots-Broncos yeah. game yesterday got canceled. I was uh, looking forward to that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. So the Thursday night Chiefs-Bills game was canceled. So Thursday night, we have nothing to watch. And there's right. no NBA. Right. So I think we lost this trade. So we get to see the Titans on a Tuesday night as compared to like Chiefs Bills. I actually thought about the NFL really kind of they screwed that one up, in my opinion, because that would have been a monster rating on on Fox. What what game? The Chiefs Bills. Chiefs Bills. I think it would have been. So then you would have had to. So then they would have had to blow off Titans Bills till later in the season. Or forever, for all I care. Yeah, I don't need to see the Titans and Bills. Listen, I can't. 
I can't sit here and rip the NFL about anything with scheduling because it's got to be a disaster what they're trying to pull off. So, well, you know, if they're going to make some mistakes along the way, I can't, I can't get on them. Well, here's it. what and I actually said this in the podcast leading up. Just push it to the end of February, early March, and get more primetime content spread out I, the game so the Chiefs don't have to sit there for three weeks and everybody wins. I think that's what they're going to have to yeah. do. I, I think you're going to see them, you know, they have that week in between the championship games and the Super Bowl, so they have little room to play with the schedule. Yeah, but I honestly, are they they're going to make a lot of money, right, if they spread this out? Or is the, are the deals set? The deals are set. I mean, they have their TV contract money. That's all done. I mean, it's not really a factor in it. It's the networks who are going to be able, who might be pulling the strings on the scheduling. I mean, I was interested, you know, like that game yesterday, Patriots Browns was be five because, you know, they didn't want it to bleed into the Monday night game. So there's a lot of, you know, a lot of variables here. Okay. I know these are your friends and you have them on your podcast and you're going to defend them. I am of the school that the color analyst is slightly overrated. Like in the sense that, I watch on Sunday. I'm watching for my fantasy team. I'm watching for work. I'm watching for bets. The system isn't working this year, Jimmy, by the way. I'm watching for all sorts of reasons. I'm going to flip. 100th year in a row, the system's not working. (laughs) I'm (laughs) going to flip to the game I want to see. I don't care if Tony Romo's doing it. So I think primetime, the color analyst, means more. But uh, honestly, there are a lot of people who think Tony Romo's stepped back this year. I don't know if you've heard that. That that maybe, that maybe he's not quite as tight this year, that he seems to be just vamping a lot, a la Jeff Van Gundy in the finals. Now, I, you probably haven't heard that, but uh, yeah. honestly, like, I don't really – I don't care that much, but there are people who are saying Tony Romo's getting a little loose this year. He is ta- – you know, he's very, very comfortable. I know you well enough to know that when you say people are saying Tony Romo is vamping a lot and get that's your opinion. No one has said that. You're just, <laughs> you're just using that they've said that. Oh. I, I know that trick. I know that trick. Oh, that's like the old sports talk radio. It. Everybody is saying uh, LeBron's yeah. terrible and like one I random dude on Twitter said seen, it. I've literally not seen one person say that about Tony. Honestly, this, uh, this, just, this is not my take. This is not my take. Right. This is somebody else's take. Some, my friend. That what? He's, that he, what, that he's doing um, what now? That he's a little loose, like, and honestly, I get it. Like, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, I agree. He's been that. a little zany almost. I actually kind of like it, but it's not. I feel like he's got his contract, and he's obviously still knows the game, but it just feels like it's a looser Tony Romo. It's a slightly different product than when he first started. I don't disagree with that, but you have to keep in mind he was loose from the beginning because I remember yeah. his first year. I remember tweeting during his first season that he was a combination of. I remember the tweet because a lot of people picked it up he was he's like a combination football idiot savant and the drunk guy at the end of a bar yes like that's what he is um and i think him and nance play well off each other and listen no one's gonna not watch a game because of the announcer yeah. they may mute it like i do if i'm watching a yankee game when a rod's in the booth but no one's gonna not watch a football game because of the announcers to me i like any announcer who doesn't annoy me just don't annoy me and you're fine. And then if you're good and interesting and funny like Romo, then that's a, that's a bonus. Do people, and not you, people, so I'll say people, but yeah. I really mean you, do they right. have a ranking with Collinsworth, Romo, and Aikman? <laughs> Is there like a general consensus? Or, I think I'll, yeah. if, you, if you polled most people, I bet Romo would win it because he's very different from the other two. But the other two are very, very good, I think. I think they add a lot to a game. Big time. And um, I think Aikman, you know, Romo, I think Aikman's the underrated one of the three. Uh, I don't know why. Good, yeah, 
Although no, he doesn't seem to want to stick to it. It seems like he wants to do something else. Have you read that? Why do you say that? He's no. told Dan Patrick on Dan Patrick's show that he wants to either own a team or coach a team within a year or two. I know that. Well, I shouldn't say I know that. I've heard that, um, you know, they weren't exactly doing cartwheels when Fox got the Thursday night game and they had to do two games a week. Let me get this quote. I think he told Dan, yeah. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking into ownership now. Um, I'll find that like he, he's for, pretty, an, for an NFL team. Uh, it could be. Yeah. He definitely, you know, he has business interests. I wonder if you mm-hmm. burn out. You're right. The, so he's doing those two games. What do you think of Herb Street doing NFL? It's very interesting. I think if he went to ESPN and said he wanted to do it, they'd give him that job because they need some stability in that booth. Um, he's, but he's, he's so linked in a, <laughs> he's so linked and associated with college football that, uh, I don't. I don't know if he'd give that up, but it's a very. I, I would be very interested to see uh, see that happen. Yeah, it's something about him. There's something comfortable about hearing his voice, even on NFL. Although he right. did, he did a lot of homework. Like he was one of those guys. His first game, he's like telling me all about the the nickel cornerback. Like I'm, I'm like, all right, you know these guys. Uh, the other thing too is, how do you think like Al Michaels and Joe Buck? It's got to be. It's not just like Tony Romo's good. He's good with Jim Nance, right? Do you think that mm-hmm, absolutely like the main guy gets lost sometimes? Who's I do? Well, it depends. Like I think, in, I think each booth is different. Like I think Al is more popular than Chris, whereas Romo is more popular than Nance. So, but the thing about Nance is, I mean, Nance used to get destroyed if you go by Twitter when he worked with Phil Sims, and then when Romo came aboard, people stopped you know, going in on Nance because, you know, he, he was calling a much better game with a much better partner. Yeah. I love it. By the way, you know, Nance and I are pretty tight. Oh yeah. No, Is that true? no. Uh, he, well, you know, he's nice to everybody he meets. He's incredibly nice, but every Very year nice he, guy. he takes us out to his yard to do this par three tournament. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. So Troy Aikman wants a front office job. He told Dan, he thinks I'd be very good at a front office job. I'd assume that'd be the Cowboys, but he didn't say specifically the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who I think is going to want to coach the Cowboys? You heard it here first. No. I think. Oh God, this is going to be vintage Karloff. Let's hear it. Okay. I think in five years, within five years, Jason Witten is head coach of the Cowboys. That's not outrageous. I also think Matthew Stafford will be the quarterback uh, of the Cowboys. What about Urban Meyer? You know, I don't. I don't know if a guy like that wants to compete with Jerry for attention. That's true. That's um, important. Yeah. I mean, have you been following the coaching changes all, all over? Everyone's like, every time, you'll notice this. Every time someone gets fired, Eric Bieniemy is the first choice. And for good reason. Like, yeah. can you imagine if your Jets had Eric Bieniemy right now? Like, everybody You know, that. the one thing about that, and this is, it says everything to Eric Bieniemy per se, but like, it is fascinating to me that the move is just go get a coach from a team that won. And none of these guys ever end up being any good. I mean, well, okay. Like Adam Gase obviously doesn't count. Like no one knows what the hell that was about, but the Eagles won a Super Bowl, So the Jets hired Joe Douglas. Okay. Well the Jets have zero talent. So how did that work out for you? And then that's not over yet. Joe Douglas isn't all. He's just started. He's had one draft. He's had one draft. He came in after the draft the year before, but the franchise is just, an embarrassment of like what if so if they have the number one pick are they going to draft Trevor Lawrence and give up on Sam Darnold like yes that, you ha- yeah you have to but then that just 
like it just it's a sad state of what your franchise is when you're giving up on a quarterback you drafted you know a couple of years ago but i don't know i just feel like i just feel like the 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 method of like okay he's a coach on a team that one will hire him he'll be good for us yep. look at josh mcdaniels he left the patriots what did disaster. that hurt? matt matt patricia disaster oh um bill o'brien won some division titles but ultimately net did go as far as he should have I mean, the Cardinals, I think they, you know, they went and went and got a college coach. Matt Rule's going to be interesting because I think if if he does well there, which he is so far, you know, given what they've got. He's awesome. You know, you'll, maybe you'll see people go, well, how do you, they, he's coached five games. How because you know I've, awesome? I've been a Matt Rule fan for many, many years. Okay, that has nothing to do with him being an he awesome went to, NFL he, he was a temple, and I love, it's a Philly thing. So Matt Rule's going to be awesome. Then everyone's going to want the next Matt Rule, who's like Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Like a, a sort of an anonymous name at a mid-level college. Matt, you know, everyone's like going to die for him. Matt Rule has coached five games. He's two and three. No, they three won. Three and two. Week, so they're three and two. Three and two, yeah. So now he's awesome. Although, have you followed, like, there's like 11 teams that are tanking for Trevor. Obviously the Jets. But it's, right. uh, there are a lot of bad teams. The Jaguars look good week one. Now they're terrible. The Giants are haven't gotten a win. You could go down the list. The Falcons. The Falcons. See, I think the Falcons are way too good to lose all their games. Not everybody can have Trevor Lawrence. Like, I think there's got to be a plan B at some point for these bad teams. I'm trying to think. Who's the bad team that needs him the most? Well, the Jaguars. Because Minshew right, is the not. Jaguars. Right. Uh, the Jets are ready to move. On. You can't. You're not going to give Darnold another contract. Right. But again, you put you put Trevor Lawrence on the Jets with this talent and that head coach, yeah. and he's not going to be good either. No. If I in fact, if I'm in, I go back to Clemson. If, the they, Bears are the team. The Bears are the team that should tank for him because they yeah. have a good defense. Uh, yeah. Patriots should tank for him too. There are a lot of teams. Wow. That, but uh, what did you think of last night on Twitter? Monday night, Taysom Hill mm-hmm. comes on into the game. My Twitter right. feed explodes like the Saints are Sean Payton and the Saints are the dumbest thing ever. You know how I think about football. You know I love the Wildcat. You know I love me some Taysom Hill. Uh, do you agree yeah, taking Drew Brees off the field is the dumbest thing, or are you okay with no, Taysom? No, they've been doing this for like two or three years now. Why would I don't understand why it became such a big thing last night, especially when everyone for three quarters of that game was talking about how bad Drew Brees was. Um I don't know. People, the Saints always use Taysom Hill. I don't know why that was such a big thing last night. I also saw everyone saying that Drew Brees is done and shouldn't be playing anymore. And then he, you know, he did come back. Yeah, he was 21 for 25 for 250 in the second half. Right. And he didn't have Michael Thomas. And if you look at the Saints season, they score 30 plus points in every single game. So how is, how bad is he? I, <laughs> great point. Are they supposed to score skip 50 in every game? You know what I noticed, and I don't know if you noticed, the, the hottest tweets I have, 11 o'clock on a Monday night or Sunday night. That's when it really heats up. Do you, do you sort of dip your toes into that area? I feel like, A, I'm sleep-deprived and say something really stupid. B, everyone's right. fired up about everything. Uh, I don't know. Is that What's your, like, your prime? When, when do you find you get the most reaction? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, I guess at night, but I don't really have um... – I haven't really thought about like what like I the one I here's what I know about Twitter. Don't tweet between like five and eight o'clock East Coast time. Oh, that's is that right? Dead. That's yeah. dead time. Nobody responds. Nobody likes favorites, retweets. It's like everyone's eating dinner or commuting home. Um, but other than that, I don't really have like a oh, it's eight o'clock night, like whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, it depends what's going on. I don't. You know, I follow you on Twitter. I don't get. 
I don't get the I don't think you love Twitter anymore because I feel like you put I your podcast. I really yeah, don't. I don't sense a passion anymore. And I don't say like that. I, I don't think you care like that I, I say that. No, if SI fired me, I would delete my account the day after. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've had it. Just, I've had it. You're just well, over I, it. I you can't tweet about sports on Twitter. You just can't. No matter what you say. Oh, it's exhausting. What I don't like is when I I don't like when I tweet something and then someone and then people reply with something that has nothing to do with what I tweeted. Yeah. Like I tweeted last night that I hate the NFL college overtime. So someone's like, well, it's better than college. Okay, but I wasn't talking about college. College has nothing to do with the NFL. Like, it, And then they're like, uh, it was better, you know, did you like it better the old way? I didn't say I liked it better. All I'm saying is whatever the current system is, I don't like it. But yeah. then people bring, you know, it's it's like the, you know, it's like when Trump says something, it's like, what about Obama? It's the same thing. Yeah. It's like you, you tweet about one thing in sports and then people throw in all these other things that have nothing to do. With, and then people just, you know. Nice jump shot by LeBron. Oh, what are you saying about Michael Jordan? You know, that's a classic right. one right now. Well, so, and like even with the, even with the Dak Prescott thing, people were like, like I saw people going, well, injuries happen. Like, like that, like that's your reaction. You know, it's sport, it's football. That happened. That's happened before. It's you know, I, oh. I, I will. I, I very, very rarely tweet about like an actual legitimate sports thing because I just I can't deal with the replies. Is there any Twitter feed that you really like the voice of or like think hits the right tone? Has figured out how to not get caught up in this and still be kind of entertaining. I think there's a lot of them. Mm. Um, I mean, whoever I follow, I don't follow people I don't like or Twitter accounts I don't like. Okay. Um, well, so, I mean, I shouldn't say, I mean, listen, you know who I think is great? I'll give you a non-sports person who makes me laugh on Twitter every single day. Billy Eichner. Really? Okay. Yes. Probably he makes me, because he's just so, he's very sarcastic. Very sarcastic. Yeah. Very, very funny. Um, he makes me laugh every day on good, Twitter. Good, I'll follow him. His, That's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. And uh, I didn't want to bring it up, but uh, finish with this. Since since you brought up Dak Prescott, um, what do you think I will be like if Andy Dalton leads us to the Super Bowl? Well, well, I will. I act as if I won the Super Bowl. How long have I, if you know me, that I've been supporting Andy Dalton? First of all, did you just have the nerve to say I didn't want to bring this up? (laughs) Well, you're the one who brought. I was like, I'm not going to talk about Andy Dalton, but if he brings up Dak Prescott. Can I curse on this podcast? Yeah, of course. You're so full of shit. You didn't want to bring this up. What are you talking about? I mean, yeah, um, he happens to be the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. He happens to be a personal friend of mine. He happens to have red hair. I didn't necessarily want to bring up all these facts. I think uh, I don't. If he's your friend, I don't want to bash him. But I will say this: he, he, I hope on Monday morning he sent some kind of fruit basket to Michael Gallup because. That what he did on that last drive was, you know, I mean, Dalton with the fumble, the Giants returned it for the touchdown. And um, I listen, I'm interested to see how that works out there because that's a team that needed a veteran backup. You know, let's see what Dalton's like with some weapons. You know, he had AJ Green in Cincinnati, but obviously this Cowboy offense is way better than that offense ever was. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'm not going to bash him yet, but I don't think he played great on Saturday, on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, didn't, I, he came in the middle of the game. He made enough plays. Right. That's a tough. That's a tough spot from there. You know, there was that argument that they'll run the ball more, keep that defense off the field. You know, so maybe it'll all work out. That division is so bad. Yeah, but you're gonna. You can say that, but then the game starts, and you're going to be tantalized by the fact that you have these great. You know, you oh. have Lamb, and you have, like 
yeah, you can say you want to run the ball, and then you see Lamb and Gallup and you know people running all over, and you're like, eh, I'm going to start throwing it. I'll, here's a weird one for me about Sunday's game because you could you would be a guy that would be into this. I don't know why, but the Cowboy games when that sun comes through the roof and people look like they're being blinded when the passes like. I get into that so much. I'm yeah. like, I'm looking for muff fumbles, muff punts, muff, yeah. you know. Oh, it's Giants like kind of like baseball. Like they're in this yeah. postseason, they're pitching in the. I get that. So, so you. I don't want, know why the Cowboys just don't close the roof until the sun goes away. That's, that's a tradition that's been going on since I was a kid. I remember, you know, it's the, way worse in this stadium. Yeah, yeah. I remember in the uh, Pat Summerall giving the murder she wrote and me panicking about my homework not being done and seeing this. You you're probably too young. You don't even remember. Remember the old Boston Garden when the Celtics would play during the day in the playoffs? Yeah, and the light yeah. would come in. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know there is something magical about the Cowboys. Like, I I know this is so Skip Bayless and all those guys, but you talk about the Cowboys, it's like boom, everyone's in. See, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm not. I know that's true, but like I could give you ten teams I'd rather watch than the Cowboys. Like oh, I'm yeah. not, I don't get, get all into the Cowboys, you know. Oh hey, um, yeah. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, yeah, for some yeah. reason, apparently there's a phone in here. Oh okay, all right, I got to wrap anyway. I got to. Uh... Are you home? No, I'm at the studio. Yeah, this is uh, this is our podcast studio. We have a right, right, soundproof right. podcast studio. Yeah, we've been no in the mask? studio since June one. What's that? Yeah, no some places you wear masks. No, no, you're no, no it's yourself. legit. You're it's all legit. by yourself, man. Uh, all right, Jimmy. Uh, I appreciate yeah. the time. Uh, you always Thanks make me, me. You always make me give a hot take when I'm on your podcast. You have anything hot? Anything contrarian? Anything? Any team you oh, like? Yeah. Any bet you like? Actually, yeah. I, no, it has nothing to do with football. I, I've had enough now with a guy with Fleetwood Mac drinking the cranberry juice. Yeah. We, 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 it's yep. run its course. We've had enough. Let's move on. Did you watch SNL this week, by the way? Uh, not all of it. Most, I watched I really, the monologue. Yeah. The news. Oh, okay. The skits were really funny. Actually, this cast is good, believe it or not. Again, I'm, I'm a big Bill Burr fan, so I'm going to try to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. They have a, uh, they have a Beck Bennett. Uh, do you know who he is? That dude mm-hmm. is hysterical. Yeah. And Kate McKinnon yeah. is a treasure. Anyway, watch it. We'll talk about it. All right. All right. Take care. I appreciate it. We'll talk soon, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well. Thanks to Jimmy Traina, Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. Awesome listen. Has the top names in the business. So, Marvin, for about two months, you and I talked about NBA every morning. And then we stopped talking about it. Why do you think NBA ratings went down? I think it was just a, a bunch of things like Jimmy had said. Like, you just can't you know, put it on just one thing. And so I think people just probably forgot about it because it's difficult because the finals usually in June and it's October. And then, you know, people didn't want to deal with the other stuff going on and didn't want to watch and stuff like that. And sometimes like people just forgot. Yeah. It was also a long playoffs. It went on forever. Right. And like it's football season. I'm sorry. Like Sunday night. Sorry, NBA. You guys got to take the loss on this one. Yeah. Also, the Warriors not being there for me was a little bit of a blow. You used to have LeBron against the Warriors. LeBron and Kyrie versus the Warriors. This, uh, the Heat were a great team, but there was something like amazing about that. Was, that felt like a historic matchup. This did not. Yeah. Also, the Clippers being eliminated yeah, that hurt. really hurt because I was looking at you know the top-rated games, and up there was all of the Clippers-Lakers games. And so you couldn't get six or seven games of that. And so people were like, you know, the Nuggets. And then the Bucks lose. There's no Greek freak. Yep. And so it's like like Jimmy Butler, like the Heat, like the five seed. And so 
it was very anticlimactic and people kind of, you know, people that don't like LeBron were like kind of holding out hope that Jimmy Butler would pull off four basically LeBron games mm. and he couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Like no, he, nobody except LeBron could do that. And maybe right. Kawhi, but even Kawhi couldn't couldn't quite do it. Um the Sixers would have been fun in the finals. Not that they're just like something like there was a little element missing to the Heat. I don't know what it was. They were a great team. People are trying to make Tyler Hero into a thing. They're trying to make Bam Adebayo into a thing. But I don't think they catch the natural attention. You know what's funny? Like, I think basically, like, their games, like, Duncan Robinson can give you one of those games like he did in game five where it was he had 28 points, but he can't do that. He's basically like if KCP was the Lakers' second best player. Like, mm. all right, I can do that once every four games. But I can't do that night in, night out. Yep. And so that's that's exactly the key. And you know, nobody want that, that. Talking about lack of interest, nobody cares about the endurance factor. They just want to see Steph Curry come over half court and and hit a three. Then LeBron try and do something like that. That just wasn't there. But it, you know what? NBA that could be back next year if you get a strong Brooklyn team. If you get a strong Golden State team, the Lakers are. I'm. I bet on the Lakers to win it before the playoffs this year. Won a little money there, not to brag, but I, I'll bet on them again next year because. I don't think LeBron, because the way, way he takes care of his body, I don't think he's going to fade that much. And Davis's confidence, that's what that's when it changed. A, a flip switch, and I think the bubble helped with that, where he's like, I can do this every night. I am the man. So that helped. I don't put the Clippers quite on that list. I don't know. Well, I, this is not an NBA podcast, by the way. We're going to save that. But, uh, you know, the, the bottom line is we're going to watch football. So Jimmy uh, had some interesting insights there. And uh, we'll tune in. Andy, this is going to become an Andy Dalton podcast as well. Marvin, I appreciate it. Uh, if you do not subscribe to Against the Grain podcast, please do so, and we will talk to you soon. Against the Grain. 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 Against the Grain.